0: This podcast with Richard Anderson about his new book, Cleanse and Purify Thyself, The Definitive Guide of Internal Cleansing, is brought to you by Remy Blemenfeld, a leading consultant and coach to business owners for his e-course entitled Standout, Transformation for Content Company Founders. In this podcast, number 813, Greg and Remy discuss topics such as considering closing your business or reinventing yourself and your business, the seven pain points of company founders in developing your niche. Remy has successfully built businesses, sold them, and helped hundreds of others navigate the maze that many business owners face when they're trying to take their businesses to the next level. If you want to learn more about Remy Blumenfeld and his program Stand Out, please visit his website at www.remyblumenfeld.com. That's R-E-M-Y-B-L-U-M-E-N-F-E-L-D.com. And now for our featured podcast, please listen to Greg and Richard about his new book, Cleanse and Purify Thyself, The Definitive Guide to Internal Cleansing. Happy listening. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Boyce and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And, Rich, as I say all the time to my listeners, I want to thank my listeners who come back again and again and again from around the world. Um, we're topping 300,000 listeners who listen to this show, over 2,000 downloads a day. And we're just so appreciative to all the people out there. And joining me from Asheville, North Carolina, is Richard Anderson, but I call him Rich. And he has a book out called Cleanse and Purify Thyself, The Defining Guide to Internal Cleansing, uh, book one, Cleansing. And he's got a beautiful website called cleanse.net. Rich, good day to you. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And we really appreciate having you on the show to speak about your book and your long, long history with helping people heal themselves through the cleansing process. And I'm going to let our listeners know just a little bit about you. Uh, Richard grew up exploring Cascade Mountains of Washington State. His love of nature and natural ways of living led him to study herbalism, uh, iridology, and natural healing, and microscopy. How do you say it? Microscopy? I hope I'm saying that right.
1: <laughs> microscopy.
0: Microscopy was some Mm -hmm. of the greatest legends in the world of natural healing. Dr. Bernard Jensen was one, Dr. John Christopher Mm -hmm. is another, Gaston Nessens, and others. His medical research and writing earned, earned him an honorary ND and NMD degrees from International University in 1972. And I really, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to call him the grandfather of cleansing, 45 years of cleaning, cleansing experience. Um, and the, the cleansing uh, program is just something that people need to learn about and understand, Rich, how it really helps. And I will tell people, I want to state this again. This is a beautiful website at cleanse.net. Um, he's got a blog there, the newsletter. You can buy the book there. You can get the book on Amazon. Uh, But the point is, is that Rich is probably the de facto person that you want to talk to. And I think the way that we should start this, Rich, would be why you're so passionate about cleansing. And tell us about all of your health issues and how cleansing kind of helped you to overcome your own health issues, because our listeners are going to learn from somebody that really got into this as a result of them having their own problems. Well,
1: the um, that's a darn good question. And uh, with me, I started out in pretty bad shape. I had rheumatic fever by the time I was six, and it lasted until I was about seven or eight, and or eight or nine, and it damaged the heart and. Heart valves and uh, made it difficult for me to get oxygen throughout my body, including my brain, and uh, so I had a condition all my life until just last August, which is called shortness of breath, where I just don't get enough oxygen, and um, and and that was a pretty bad problem uh, because it affected my brain and my affected my memory and. And uh, I was tired most of my early life, and uh, I had irregular heartbeats and so on and so forth. And um, I ended up with asthma, eye problems, really bad eye problems. Mm-hmm. And um, I was uh, depressed until 1963 when that was completely reversed. <clears throat> well, anyway, bottom line is I was looking for ways to achieve better health. And, um, and I tried everything. I got into nutrition. I got into one thing after another. <clears throat> and uh, nothing really helped until one day somebody said, you should do a colon cleanse. <clears throat> and so I bought a standard colon cleanse that was on the market and still is on the market. I did it for 60 days and finally got so disgusted because it did absolutely nothing for me. And uh, I ended up throwing the rest of the products into the garbage and was disgusted. And um, and then finally uh, somebody else said, "Well, you really should do this person's colon cleanse." And I don't even remember the it didn't even have a name. It was just an herbalist that was in the area. <clears throat> and um, so I decided I would go ahead and give it a try. And I was living in Mankassa at the time. And um, it was on my fourth day of the cleanse and I was sitting there reading a book and all of a sudden I had this urge to go to the bathroom and I was so weak and so tired, right? Because I felt something shift in my gut and I, I just laid there for I mean on the couch and, and I just felt so horrible. I thought I was going to die. And I crawled into the bathroom. Got up on the porcelain throne, and, and all of a sudden something came out of me like lightning. I mean, I never experienced such an experience before, and uh, I—it actually, my eyeballs must have just bulged out, and I, and I got up and I looked, and I thought for sure that I had just pooped out my colon, and I thought, oh my gosh, I must be brought inside. And, and I thought, this is the last day of my life, and and then I noticed that I actually was feeling better, and uh, so I went into the kitchen, got some chopsticks, and I was poking around at this hard mass that had all the striations of the colon, the hostas and such, and, and I thought, what in the world is this, and, and finally, uh, I made the mistake of flushing it down the tube and and uh, later regretted it because I should have fished it out and cleaned it and took it to a taxidermist and have them mount it. I mean, it was such an amazing specimen. And um, anyway, uh, that's uh, that's how it got started. And, and I was feeling so good from that one elimination. It was, it was probably a good six feet long.
0: Wow. And it was that's crazy what a story what a story and you know you had like you said felt energized but i i ask people you know what's the difference about your cleanse you know you've worked to build this cleanse up for a long 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 time to get it to the perfection it is to help people as you say in the book achieve their highest potential and then i put quote to love all uh, uh to love all and live unconditionally and I think this is a spiritual experience for you. Um, it's also ex- you know, hoping that your cleanse will give people the same kind of experience. Speak with us if you would, because that's an unusual thing. Uh, it's an unusual way to approach it. And I think you're unusual in that respect, because really, ultimately, you want people to have a, a better connection spiritually with a higher source. Um, and not and and look at the cleanse as an opportunity to kinda of clear their head of all the pardon me crap that's in there as well, right?
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah and uh, and boy we all have it and I think I had more than my share. And uh 'cause uh but anyway when I when I finished that cleanse, I mean I was doing push ups and, and I actually did three cleanses in a row and I had so much energy that I climbed Mount Shasta in just four hours and uh, could not believe the energy, the clarity of mind. Every single thing in my life uh, completely improved. And, uh, but the most obvious was the energy, unbelievable amount of energy. And, um, but the cleanse, uh, you're right. I mean, I, I learned so much in the next 35 years uh, after that. And one of the things that I learned was that the cleanse pulls out negative emotions that somehow get gets into the proteins and the waters of the body, and they get caught into that mucoid plaque. And what would happen is a person would get on the cleanse, and they're on it for several days, and all of a sudden the mucoid plaque starts coming out, and then all of a sudden they'll get this emotion that comes up, and it, it was a really... Bad emotion, something tragic that happened in people's lives, and then that would uh, they would feel that until all of a sudden they'd have to go to the bathroom again. They go in there and they release a pile of mucoid plaque, and out came the emotion, and they were just absolutely transformed. And uh, and people got rid of diseases. They got rid of. Pounds, like you could hardly believe. There was one man who did a cleanse, and I can tell you exactly how it happened. But um, he lost a hundred pounds, so he claimed. And um, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have said that if he wasn't true. And we've had a lot of people experience the same thing, where they lose tremendous amounts of weight. And out of the out of what's coming out of them are these emotions. These emotions are controlling their minds, their bodies, and everything else. Over the years, I came to recognize that it's emotions that are at the very foundation of every single disease out there. I will give Definitely. you one example. Yeah. There was a lady that came to me with terminal cancer, and she was hardly able to think. She could barely walk. She was just a total, complete mess. And she sat down next to me. I took her blood, and I put her on the microscope, and I was looking at it when I got a terrific headache that came from her. And I've had this happen a lot with pan, uh, cancer patients, and, and uh, the head—I mean, the, um, the headache. And I said, I'm going to give you two choices: either you are going to let me remove this thought form, this emotional charge that you have stored in you, which could possibly be the cause of your disease. And, or I'm going to ask you to leave. She chose the first. And so I went to work on her, and less than three minutes, uh, this all of a sudden, we were all filled with amazing, joyful, and loving energy. And I could literally see this very dark form come out of her body into this light, completely dissolve it. Well, a, a short story later, uh, she came to see me. I mean, I gave her a program to be on, and she was on it. And two weeks later, she came back, uh, redid the analysis, uh, upgraded the, the program. And then the next two weeks, she was going to come back. I was in Mount Shasta at this time. She was in, in um, San Francisco, and she called me up. She said, I'm not coming to see you. Uh, and I said, why is that? She said, I just got back from my oncologist. I have no
0: cancer whatsoever. Mm. And, yeah, well, you know, that's a true it, story. And I think that uh, you have lots of those kind of stories of people that have come to you with various illnesses. And one of the things that you mentioned in the book that I found uh, fascinating is um, you studied under Dr. Bernard Jensen, who was a chiropractor, a nutritionist, and a naturopathic doctor. And, and a and, PhD. You know, and a PhD. Well, and I know that. What did you learn from Dr. Jensen that changed your life and made you uh, what I would call a pioneer in this field, because you really are, because what happened between you and Dr. Jensen uh, was, was truly magical, plus the learnings that you took from that to be able to do this.
1: Well, you know, I met him in 1976 in Seattle at a cancer seminar, and I was so impressed with him that I made up my mind that this is the guy I want to meet. Um, this is the guy I want to study with. Because I always felt that he, uh, if you want to be a really good doctor, that you need to be sure and study with somebody who is a proven doctor. And, um, and so uh, it was him. And I ended up taking every course he offered. I took every seminar he offered. I went to his ranch and lived on his ranch for a time and learned everything I could possibly learn from him. And and I, I took notes. I mean, I was really excited about learning from the master. And uh, he had over 50 years of experience. He had treated over 350,000 people, and he really understood nutrition, diet, and everything else. And uh, he had the highest uh, record of cancer treatment at the time. He was over 72% of the time. He yeah. was the only man in the world that could treat successfully leukemia and just about every other disease. And so uh, what happened is that uh, uh, I would say that the most important, one of the most important things I learned from him was uh, nutrition and especially the value of organic sodium. And he's the one that turned me on to that. And then I studied organic sodium for years and uh, just recently, I've completed a book that I'm going to call The Secret Nutrient. And get this, this is so vitally important. And he didn't know this at the time, but um, I only found out by reading hundreds and hundreds of clinical studies, and that is that organic sodium deficiency is the number two cause of death in the United States and probably the world. And and oh my gosh, you can hardly imagine how important this is. There's a condition called hyponatremia. That means low sodium in the blood. And get this between 30 to 50% of the people who have cancer, heart disease, liver and kidney diseases, and a list of about 25 other diseases that people die from, between 30 to 50% of those people do not die from a disease. They die from a deficiency of organic sodium.
0: And so how do hundreds. you, how would you propose, Rich, that people get the organic sodium? Is this something they can go out and buy and add to their diet? Is this something that they get through natural foods? Uh, tell well, us a little bit more about that yeah, because yeah, now you've sure. piqued pe- everybody's interest. You're saying hypo, how do you say it again, natremia? I-
1: Hyponatremia. Hypo means low, and a, which is the, are the, uh, the name for or the symbols for sodium. Hyponatremia is low sodium in the blood.
0: So and, if they're if they're passing away from this, um, what what is the prescription that they need to do? What do they need to take or do to balance well, this in their bloodstream? Well, first
1: of all, you got to stop taking sodium chloride. Sodium chloride is a toxic substance and the body cannot utilize it at all. Medical doctors don't know this. They treat hyponatremia with sodium a sodium chloride solution, saline solution, that's what they call it, and it doesn't work. And there are probably 50 studies out there where they start out saying, that hyponatremia is a very difficult condition to treat and most people will die from it and uh and give you an example of how serious it is one study i have that shows that 86% of the people who were on chemotherapy had hyponatremia hyponatremia kills many many people hmm. and um and so uh I really, really got into this and uh, studied everything I could possibly study on it and found out how uh, sodium chloride cannot work in the buffer system. And and here's the key, and that is uh, when we eat foods that are high in acids and low in organic sodium, then we drain our sodium reserve because it requires the sodium to combine with bicarbonate to form sodium bicarbonate, which buffers the acids. Now, the yeah. worst food that has acid in it is animal proteins.
0: This is what's killing millions of people all over the world, believe it yeah, or not. Well, I agree with that because um, I'm vegetarian and I have been for a long time. But you state that the body has the capacity to do incredible things, and I would agree with that and I've seen it happen, and that it knows exactly how to heal and repair repair itself in every situation. You outline in the book these four steps that you have outlined for a vibrant health. What are those four steps that you'd like to leave our listeners with that they could literally apply right now, some action they can take? Well,
1: first of all, let me me, uh, tell you one other thing before we get into that, because it has to do with, you know these four steps, and that is that uh, the sodium uh, that I'm talking about, the organic sodium, which means living sodium. It can only will become organic sodium by passing through the plant kingdom and through photosynthesis. It's uh, injected with a sodium and other. I mean, it's and so it's injected with a life energy, a protein that combines molecular. combines with the sodium, and and there's other things involved with that, too. But that's the only thing that the body can use. Now, when that, uh, and so we have to be on a diet that is high in organic sodium and low in acids. And my book talks a lot about this. Now, my new book will talk a lot
0: more about it. Let my me ask you a question, though. Question. Let me ask you a question. If our listeners are out there right now and they type in organic sodium, what pops up much at, at Amazon is it says pure sodium bicarbonate, capsules, natural acid is what it says. Um, okay. So you're not going to find much about it. Right, 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 right. So right. where are you so, going to uh, find anything about this?
1: You're, you're not. That's why I wrote the book.
0: There's I not see. Hardly
1: anybody out there that understands this. Okay. Um but I can tell you one thing is that the sodium bicarbonate that you find in a grocery store, uh, which is baking powder or baking soda you c- it cannot work as the sodium bicarbonate in the body and the reason is because number one it's ionically charged and which means the way that the atoms are formed together, and the body can only use covalently charged uh, uh, nutrients and so if you, so it, it won't work just for that. And they've used this, they've tested this for every kind of a disease you could already imagine, and it will not uh, uh, alkalize the blood like it's supposed to. It can alkalize fluids, but it cannot alkalize the, uh, the blood. And so I it's see. useless. Okay. And now getting back to your other question is the four steps. Uh, right. one of the steps is to stop promoting the cause. And like with somebody who's got hyponatremia, first thing you have to do is stop eating acid-forming foods and eat foods that are organically grown And because the commercially grown food is toxic and very deficient in almost all of the nutrients that we need from the food we eat. And so we stop that. If you don't stop it, it's impossible to find a cure. And the second step is uh, to... Stop ingesting everything that contributes to poor health, and and this includes GMOs, and includes a commercially grown produce that is filled with or you know is charged with pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides, and and all sorts of things. And uh, you got to stop that. And the third step is to uh, remove the toxins, the acids, and all the congestion that is contributing to poor health. And that's what my cleanse does. And that's vital because all any toxin, any undigested protein that gets into the system will turn into inflammation and all inflammation will acidify the entire body very, very quickly. And so these are some of the steps that I learned from Bernard Jensen and my experience absolutely verifies his. And the fourth step is to supply the body with everything it needs to repair itself. Over 90% of the public are deficient in one of the minerals, and and that's iodine. And uh, all cancer patients are very deficient, and up to 10 to 19 different deficiencies among average cancer patients, and doctors do absolutely nothing to remedy that. And any kind of a deficiency means you cannot heal. And and so that's what I say we need to do. We need to give the best food, the best nutrients in the system and know how to eat properly or we can never get well because it's the food that we eat that makes people sick and it will be the food that people eat that will heal them. Well, that that message out. is,
0: is uh, out loud and clear, and I appreciate that. And, you know, in the book, you stated in a nutshell, people get sick because of negative thoughts and feelings, poor food, which you just talked about, and too many acid-forming foods, which you talked a little bit about, and chemicals. Please speak, if you would, about this uh, mucoid plaque, uh, which we get and why it's bad. I mean, your cleanse actually is one of the only cleanses that works to get rid of that mucoid plaque. Is that correct?
1: Uh, it's not the only one, It's but it is, it is shown to be the best one. And we've had many, many people, hundreds of people probably that, who have done all sorts of different cleanses and they keep coming back to, to this cleanse saying this is the only one that really works and it works the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, And I very much appreciate that, of course. And uh, But yes, the mucleid plaque is a condition wherein the body is uh, being attacked by the intestinal, by, by the acids or toxins or parasites or pathogenic bacteria, microbes or whatever. Whatever gets into the gastrointestinal tract that's toxic, it will attack naturally attack the epithelium wall of the intestine. When it does that, the way it defends itself is by secreting a substance called mucin, which are glycoproteins secreted by the goblet cells that cause this major, viscid, very slippery, slimy, and thick coat and sticky coating that completely lines the intestinal tract. and. Uh, it can protect itself that way. It's the only way it can protect itself. And But the problem is, is that when people's diet doesn't change and they continue to eat acid-forming foods and such, it's mostly the acids. The acids keep attacking the, the epithelium oil, the cells, and it, it keeps secreting this, mu- uh, this mucin. Now, when the mucins, we should have a certain amount of mucins anyway, but when it reaches a level where it's abnormal, we call that mucoid plaque because it gets
0: it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. We're talking about inches thick in many cases. Can you, can you give our listeners some of the uh, foods which are really high in acid, which help to create that? What are some of well, the things most, you definitely need to go off of?
1: Well, meat is your number one. And if you read the book, The Cancer Study, which was uh, the largest, most comprehensive study ever performed, using over 800 million people, they came to the conclusion, which was the complete opposite of what they expected to find. And that was, and he and they came up with the term, animal proteins are the number one cause of, of, of uh, cancer, heart disease, and a myriad of other diseases. And the reason, and he didn't say why, he only said, that it's, uh, it's by eating these foods that we get all these diseases. Mm-hmm. But What I know is these foods are draining the alkaline reserve in the body. And most medical doctors don't know that because they think that, that sodium chloride is all the sodium you need. And it's completely wrong. And that's why they can't treat hyponatremia or alkalosis or acidosis.
0: Well, the hyponitremia is a fascinating topic, and I'm sure this new book that you're writing about this is going to bring out a lot of things, and I can't wait to see that. Now, you state you've studied the mind for over 50 years, and that with the utmost confidence, you can say that the most important factor in our health, longevity, and overcoming disease is one's attitude. And I'd agree with you because I see th- th- what happens to people with negative attitudes, uh, negative beliefs, uh, and it turns into negative actions. What advice do you have for our listeners about shifting their mental mindset and working on that part of their body, which you say is affecting them the most?
1: Well, this has been the, my most major study and um, you know, I mean, I've studied many, many different things, but the one that has interested me most in the last, especially 35 years, why, and the more do I have an incredible stories to tell about that, has been how the mind affects our physiology. And basically every single negative thought, doesn't matter what it is, if it's negative thought and it causes stress in any way, shape, or form, The body is creating hormones to verify those feelings in our cell structure. I hope that makes sense to people because uh, when we, let's put it this way, a negative thought actually acidifies the blood. It acidifies all chemicals in the system. It also creates its own set of toxins from hormones and peptides and neuropeptides They all become negatively charged in our bodies, and that's not all by any means. Every negative thought and feeling that a person creates, especially during trauma, those thoughts and feelings don't go away. We think they do because they're invisible. We don't see them. At least some people don't see them. Most people don't see them, but some people can see them, and they get stored in the subconscious mind of our beings. And those emotions, uh, uh, I mean, it's basically this: it's a vortex of negative energy that is made. Main- that the memory is maintained by the energy that was created, and that energy creates these patterns in our being, and those patterns are constantly seeping into our bloodstream, creating chemicals that hurt us. And you would you would be amazed to understand more about how this works. And uh, uh, I I love the teachings of Jesus when he said, only the pure in heart shall see God. And now I understand that. After years and years of study, I realized that these, I mean, to reach those higher states, higher spiritual states, we have to free ourselves from all these I call them thought forms, these negative thought forms that are holding the emotional chart with the exact same intensity as when we created them. And they lie mostly dormant in our systems. But when they become active, they send out these programs that become our patterns and yeah. we respond to those all the time. Well, so I, I think, learned how to get rid of those. And, well, and it's, is,
0: it's a great opportunity for people to. You know, look at everything. They're spiritual, they're emotional, they're physical, all of these things, what they ingest, what they digest. And this brings me back to the cleanse. Every time somebody goes through a cleanse, you'll hear them talk about the rebalancing part. And the rebalancing part is this intestinal flora. Uh, I've done lots of cleanses myself, including yours. And you always look at, Should people be concerned about the imbalance that a cleanse might cause? And if so, what advice do you have to rebalance this intestinal flora? Because if there's any one factor that probably a lot of people will uh, veer away from these cleanses, it's the intestinal flora factor. Um, what, What would you tell people to put them at ease?
1: Well, you're, you're right in the fact that, uh, this is extremely important. In fact, it's one of the top three most important, uh, processes we can do is to restore our microbiome. Most people, I mean, all 100% of everybody who's obese, who's ever taken, uh, antibiotics, uh, these people have lost the, the natural, normal, gut flora, the, the microbials that we have to have in order to be healthy. And, the, and I'm talking about when we are breastfed, if we are breastfed and if we are not, and I was not, uh, you don't have the correct microbiome and your immune system is majorly lowered. You have one health issue after another, generally speaking. And if you combine that with negative thoughts and feelings, you're a sick person. And so what happens with, well, let's put it this way. If you take one round of antibiotics, 97% of all the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, too, are completely destroyed, 97%. And if you go out at it again, then it's just even worse. So with most people, because they've been eating so much acid-forming foods, that also will destroy the microbiome, and the microbiome is the collection, and I should say there's several different microbiomes in our body, and I'm referring to the gut microbiome, and when that's destroyed, your immune system is destroyed, your whole system is, is screwed up. There's over 300 diseases directly associated with a crumbled microbiome. Now, the bacteria that is being killed off is the most important bacteria of all. When you are breastfed, your mother is giving you, if she's healthy, is giving you the proper bacteria called bifidobacterium. These are different than the lactobacillus bacteria that, like acidophilus and all these other Acid forming bacteria that most people buy in a health food store or a drug store. And um, these, that's the wrong set. You want the bifidal bacterium. And uh, I'm going to, and I recommend certain bacteria formulas, probiotic formulas, for people who are on the cleanse. And there's a difference in the situation that might require a different, difference in the formula. So it's not something I can just say, well, just have bifidobacterium. But that's a good place to start if you're relatively healthy, if your microbiome is in good shape. But mm-hmm. if it's not in good shape, then there's a lot you have to do to bring it back to normal. And that's something that nobody out there that I know of knows how to do. And that's something I've learned over the last twenty years. Well, you you
0: certainly are uh, like this. I said at the beginning of this podcast, you're one of the grandfathers of this program, and you have you have many different herbal formulas in your cleansing program. Um, If you would, for our listeners, can you discuss some of the herbs that you use and why they're so important to getting a completely safe and thorough cleanse? Because you know you have formulated your own formulation. Um, every one of these cleanses might have something a little bit different in it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you've put in yours uh, and maybe why it makes it different from some of the others?
1: Well, one of the things that uh, we need to keep in mind is that the uh, bifidobacterium, bifidobacterium, when that's wiped out, uh, we need to uh, I mean, first of all, you're going to have polyps form. You're going to have a backup of lymphatic fluids that become ex- extremely acid and toxic because of mucoid plaque that's in the intestine. And so what, one of the most important things we can do is remove the mucoid plaque. And we found that with our cleansing over the last 30 or, well, since 1986, the, um, the mucoid plaque is um, uh, interfering with all the elimination uh, organs and elimination and and all sorts of different things like the lymphatic fluids, for example, get blocked because mucoid plaque has covered up the Peyer's patches, which are giant lymphatic um, um, organs. You could say lymph glands that uh, are the primary. Uh, area for the lymphatic system should drain its, its toxins and drain its uh, uh, the lymphatic fluids that are toxic. And mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. these don't get drained, the body is plugged up, the whole system, because you've got 26 gallons. If you're normal, healthy weight, you're lean and strong, you will have 26 gallons of lymphatic fluid in your system. Wow. And that's a lot. And wow. when that's toxic, your whole body is toxic. So we have to get rid of that in order to be healthy. And so the cleanse, it's got these herbs in it. And I must say, I'm not the one who designed this cleanse, although I thought I was the one. I wasn't. I found out later I was truly being guided. And um, and so anyway, we've got uh, one of the things in there that is really beneficial is cascara. And cascara is a product that stimulates the peristalsis in the gut, and it causes you to go to the bathroom. Now, mm-hmm. what's so important about cascara is that cascara is the only herb known that will help rebuild the peristaltic uh, muscles in the intestines. And you might have to take it for a year before it happens, but it's the only herb that can do that. And So that's in the formula. And then we have other herbs in there that some people are afraid to use. One of them is called lobelia. Lobelia is an herb that was considered by many, many uh, real expert uh, doctors who used herbs to treat disease. And the lobelia is a powerful herb that is also used as an emetic in other words, you take too much of it and swallow it, you will end up vomiting, and which is a very valuable uh, treatment when we are trying to take care of certain things in the stomach. And but the lobelia, well, is called the thinking herb. It will go throughout the whole body, and it will ca it will go there and it will heal. and uh, And it's so powerful that the FDA tried to take it off the market, and they uh, got a uh, sued over it, and uh, and they lost the case. Their only reason that they said that we have to get rid of this is a disgruntled doctor in the 1600s said the lobelia was killing people, and it was not true. He was jealous of a herbalist that was healing people with lobelia,
0: hmm.
1: and hmm.
0: Uh, so, so that
1: herb goes to where it needs. It unclogs the congestion and, and it just brings out healing like you can hardly imagine. Then we got all these other herbs that uh, that will pull out the mucoid plaque, play, pull off the mucoid plaque. And uh, when that happens, that's when the real healing takes place because the, the mucoid plaque just blocks everything. It interferes with your ability to for the food going down the intestinal tract that uh, it can't get, uh, I mean, the, the uh, enzymes from the pancreas and the other 22 enzymes for the small intestine cannot get to the food and digest the food right. And, um, and then the, the, the barrier of mucoid plaque also interferes with assimilation. The There's all sorts of problems you cannot even begin to imagine. And that's why I was so sick is because I had so much mucoid plaque in me. And we and I know one man, he wrote to me after doing the cleanse, he said, I've got all this mucoid plaque came out, and it was an inch and a half thick, and I could not cut it with a perforated knife. And wow. Um, wow. I mean, it's pretty bad stuff to have that's, in there.
0: That's crazy. Well, you know, Rich, you've really enlightened our listeners, and I think that the book uh, Cleanse and Purify Thyself is a great place to start. You've sold over 150,000 copies already. Uh, This is the definitive guide to internal cleansing, and I would say it is. Um, We've been on with uh, Richard Anderson, Honorary MD, NMD, uh, speaking with us not only about cleansing, but really about how to change your diet um, in your program so that you won't uh, have all these acids in your system that cause this mucoid uh, plaque. Uh, so leaving our listeners, if you would, Rich, if there was one bit of sound advice you have um, that relates to cleansing, lifestyle, leading a brilliant lifestyle, what major advice would you give? If you were to give them one or two tips, what would you leave them with? Well, first I would
1: say get off of all that. I mean, if you if you think you're, uh, over acid, you should get off of all acid-forming foods, but most particularly, stop eating so much animal products. Not to say you can't eat some, but once a week maybe, and um, off of dairy too. And it truly is harmful. And But that's on the physical side. But the most important side is for us to be happy. And is one of my goals is to help people be happy, really happy. I mean, lovingly happy. And so I would recommend that you practice gratitude many, many times during the day. Look for the good. Never look for the bad. And one of the things I found that did more for me than almost anything is I created a mantra. And that mantra is, I love all life, everyone and everything, all times. I am joy. I am love. I am peace. And I would say that to myself when I'm driving in the car. And ne- after a while, of course, I also got rid of a lot of negative emotions stored in myself. After a while, I began to feel that. And I began to love everybody and everything. There is no greater healing than love. And- That's
0: for certain. And, you know, you le- you're leaving our listeners with an important element. And, Rich, I think that, you know, they should go visit your Gorgeous website, cleanse c l e a n s e dot net n e t You can go there. You can you can get to his blog. You can get to you can purchase the book from there. Uh, but the reality is that is the website that you want to visit. Rich, just a pleasure having you on with us. Speaking about your wisdom around cleansing and diet and nutrition, I think you've done a great job informing our listeners about that, and in particular, a few important points, which is the acid uh, foods that they have, and mainly animal uh, products. Um, But you are truly the de facto uh, listeners. Please uh, get a copy of this book. Uh, Go to Rich's website. Rich, thanks for being on with us today and sharing some of your insight and wisdom.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure. I really appreciate uh, being here, and and thank you for being here and and uh we'll just uh keep on keep on
0: forward yeah and,
1: um namaste and there you namaste
0: have it. to you rich namaste
1: yeah okay well thank you again and many blessings to everybody that hears this.